Welcome to Beecher Island. Uh, it is a good thing. I just want you to think about this, because this doesn't make any sense to me, just so you all know. That we have a church out in the middle of nowhere, but yet you will all come and fill the seats. What, what a God thing. What a God thing. And it is truly amazing. And, and uh, if you're new with us, welcome. Thank you for coming. Uh, Beecher Island. We're an independent, non-denominational, Jesus-loving, Bible-preaching church. That's who we are. We, we try to stay in His truth. We, we don't try. We make ourselves stay in His truth. And that's what I tell this church all the time, that if I don't preach His truth, tell me. Because I want to fix it. I want to be in His truth. And that's who we are. And uh, we love our Lord with everything we have. And we know that we fall short of it, but He still loves us. And so uh, in that, uh, welcome to Beecher Island Church. We have been in a study of Ephesians. And we are all the way uh, to Ephesians chapter 4. Um, so if you have your Bibles, turn me to Ephesians chapter 4. And we're going to do some reading today. I want to uh, just back up just a little bit for a second here. Ephesians is quite a book. Ephesians is quite an epistle that Paul wrote. And in that, in the first three chapters, he's, he's wanting them to understand who they are in Christ. That they are children of God. Period. He is talking to believers in Ephesians. He's not talking to, to people who are not believers. He's talking to believers. And he's saying, listen, I need you to understand that because of Jesus and what He has done, that He took all sin and nailed it to the cross. And in that, He's given you complete forgiveness if you come to Him. If you come to Him and believe in Him, you have full forgiveness. And in that, you are a child of God. You are His. And He says that you're sealed with the Holy Spirit. So that means you are, he, it's His seal. Not, not yours, but His. You are sealed by the Holy Spirit in that. And you are a child of God. In the first three chapters, He's saying, I want you to know this. I want you to understand this. And then in chapter 4, He says, okay, now that you understand that you are a child of God, Let's walk in it. Let's walk as children of God. And he, and he says in, in verse 1 of chapter 4, he says, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you were called. He's saying, all right, it's time to walk it now. It's time to walk this calling out that we have been called as children of God. And he says, with all lowliness and gentleness, with long-suffering, bearing with one another in love. That's what he ties to now as he moves forward. He says, let's walk this out. Let, let's be of Christ in our walk. And let's walk worthy of it. But what's that mean? So he, so he starts laying out what that means. And that's where we are more today. So, we're going to start in verse uh, 17. Verse 17 of chapter 4. But before I read it, let's go to him in prayer. Father God, I thank you, I thank you, I thank you for your love. 
I thank you that when we come to you and believe in you, we believe that you, Jesus, are the Christ, the Son of God. We have life. And we are saved. And we are sealed by the Spirit. And I thank you so much for that. I thank you that, that we have your word. And I just pray right now that our hearts open. That our hearts and our minds open to, to your word and to your teaching. God, I thank you for each person here. And I just pray, Lord, that, that their eyes are upon you right now. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Verse 17. This I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord, that you should no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk, in the futility of their mind, having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God, because of the ignorance that is in them, because of the blindness of their heart, who, being past feeling, have given themselves over to lewdness, to work all uncleanliness with greediness. But you, but you have not so learned Christ. If indeed you have heard Him and have been taught by Him, as the truth is in Jesus, that you put off concerning your former conduct the old man which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lust, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that you put on the new man which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. Therefore putting away lying, let each one of you speak truth in his neighbor, with his neighbor, for we are members of one another, being angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath, nor give place to the devil. Let him who stole steal no longer, but rather let him labor, working with his hands what is good, that he may have something to give him who has need. Let no corrupt word or word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for necessary edification, that it may impart grace to the hearers. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. Amen, amen. I want you to see in this is the big picture that he's absolutely speaking to Christians. He's laying it out to them. These are not non-believers. They are, they are Christians. They are followers of Christ. And he's, and he's laying this out to them. And he says in this, hey, don't walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk. He's saying don't, don't walk the way the rest of the world walks. As we talked in class, do not love the world. He's saying, hey, you should be different. You should be different than the way the world looks. It was said this morning that, that we're aliens. We, we are citizens of heaven, and it should show. You know, Romans 12, 2 says, And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you may prove what the will of God is that which is good and acceptable and perfect. 
We'll talk about our minds here in just a, just a minute. But in that, he's saying, hey, walk. Walk different than the world. But don't, don't walk the same way that they, wa- they walked, having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them, because of the blindness of their heart, because of the choices they make, because they don't choose Christ, so they walk the way of the world. And you should look different than them. You should not look the same. You shouldn't be with them is what he's telling them. He's saying, hey, you've come to Christ. You should walk worthy of the calling which you've been called. Step away from the rest of those Gentiles and the way that they live of the world. Because <clears throat> then he says here in verse 20, but you, but you've learned different. But, but you know the truth. But, but Because, li- listen, he says, if indeed you have heard Him and have been taught by Him, as the truth is in Jesus, that you put off concerning your former conduct the old man which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lust. When you get married, you look different. I ask you this because when a person gets married, they should not live as they lived when they were single. If a person gets married, Christ even says that, look, the two become one flesh. I've even been told that if you're married long enough, you even start looking like each other. Christy, I'm sorry. The two become one, right? So, so when you get married, do you... Do you change? Are you a different person? When you're out in public as a married person by yourself, would people say, that person's married? Or would they say, hey, hey, there's a single person. Now I'll tell you, as men, does that mean, though, that you can't think men and women? I changed the thought Midway, I had to fix that. As a married person, though, do you still have your own way of thinking? Absolutely. Absolutely. You can think for yourself. But you're still one flesh. In that men, I'll go back to my original thought. Sometimes we're blinded. I, I just have to share a little bit of a story with you that Christy gives me a hard time for all the time, and she, she's going to get mad at me, but, but it's okay. So I sat down. We were at the national finals, the high school rodeo finals, and, and this place would get packed. I mean, like, if you didn't go 45 minutes early, you weren't going to find a seat if you wanted to sit together. Well, we, <laughs> we came in a little bit later, and, and Christy and the girls sat here, and I sat down here, and... There happened to be some lady that I sat by, and she started talking to me, and I, I was watching the rodeo and whatever, and I later found out that she was flicking her hair and everything else, and, and, sorry, but I, but after I got up and 
Christy was upset at me, and I'm like, what are you upset about? She's like, well, that girl was flipping her hair at you. And I'm like, she didn't even see, like, I was watching the rodeo. I don't know what she was flicking her hair at. But anyways, it ties into here. I should have been like, right? Like, I'm married. I, I, I'm not a single man. I wasn't flirting with her. I wasn't doing anything. But it all relates back to this. How does the world see you? Does the world see you as a married person if you're married? Or do they see you, see you as a single person flirting with the world? You see, in our relationship with Christ, are we coming to Him full-hearted? And walking with Him in this world? Or are we walking in this world flirting with the world? He's saying, I want you to be fully aware of who you are and the way you walk in this world. And this world will try to flirt with you. This world will try to get a hold of you and get your attention on it and, and all the desires of the world. But are you putting your focus on who you are in Christ and walking with Him? Cutting off the former conduct of yourself and walking in Him. Walking in Him. Verse 23 says, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Being renewed in the spirit of your mind. Proverbs 4, 23-26 says this. Proverbs 4, 23-26. It says, above all else, guard your heart. Thoughts. Guard your thoughts. For everything you do flows from it. Keep your mouth free from perversity. Keep corrupt talk from your lips. Let your eyes look straight ahead. Fix your gaze directly before you. Give careful thought to the path for your feet and be steadfast in all your ways. Heart equals thoughts. Where's your thoughts, right? 2 Corinthians 10.5 2 Corinthians 10.5 says, Casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Right here, listen church. Bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. And then Paul goes on in verse 24. And that you put on the new man, which was created according to God. Created by who? God. God created the new man which you need to put on. And it says, in true righteousness and holiness. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. If you have come to Jesus, if you have confessed Him as the Son of God, and you've given your life to Him, you are sealed by the Holy Spirit, and you are new. You are a new creation. And it says, old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Lay down the old self. Walk in the newness. Colossians 3.10 says, And have put on the new man who is renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created him. God. God created your new image. Not the world. Not the lust of the flesh. 
God created the image of who you are to be. Man. He says in verse 24, and that you put on the new man which was created created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. <clears throat> Church, you're going to hear this here in like a week. Church, focus! Right? Eyeballs, you're going to hear that. Come and hear it. It's going to be good. Focus, focus. Here's my question. Are you walking in the new creation that God has created you to be? Are you walking in the new creation that God has created you to be? Or are you walking around in this world as a single person flirting with the world? Paul goes on to say what it is to lay down the old self in verse 25. Verse 25, Therefore, putting away lying, let each one of you speak truth with his neighbor, for we are all members of one another. Being angry and do not sin and do not let the sun go down on your wrath, nor give place to the devil. Or it, it, some, some versions say, a foothold to the devil. Don't open the door. I'm really good at opening the door for the devil. We, we were just, we were headed to a rodeo yesterday and, and I'm just driving along, enjoying my day, and then all of a sudden, this car comes around me, and whoa, they're on their horn honking. And immediately, I'm like, whoa. Maybe I start driving a little faster. I let them know how pleased I am with them. Why? Like, I just opened the door for the devil to have a foothold on my heart and my thoughts. When I could have just waved at him and said, sorry, I don't know what I did, but Sorry. Right? Like, but instead, anger. And I was going to sin. I was going to let them know it was not okay to honk at me. I couldn't catch them. I tried, but I couldn't. <laughs> I was pulling a trailer. But don't give the devil a foothold. Don't give him, don't open that door. Control your thought, Right? Control your mind. Control your thought when those things come. Because what is my reaction? My reaction was to open the door for the devil. And my daughter got to see what my reaction was. And finally I kind of cooled down when she's like, Dad! Yeah, I need that once in a while. Right? Don't we all? Where's your thought? Are we giving a foothold? Are we laying down all that stuff of the world? Like putting away the line, putting away the anger. Controlling our thoughts because we have set our minds on the person that God created. The new us. Let him who stole steal no longer, but rather let him labor, working with his hands what is good, that he may have something to give him who has need. Do you see the change here? They're, they're, they're talking to Christians. He's, he's talking to Christians, right? That's what I already said, but, but I love this, this verse. I love this verse because it, it proves that he's talking to Christians. And he's saying, hey, you Christian who is stealing, steal no more. Uh, but better than that, don't just steal, but, but 
Use your hands to do what is good and then give to those who need. You see the mind change that he's talking about? He gives a, a, an actual example right here. Hey, stop doing sin and do what is good. Stop, stop falling prey to, to the flesh and doing the things that it desires and lay that all down, the old self down. Walk in the new that you are created to be and give to my people. I love the fact here that it that it takes all thought away from the fact that Christians are supposed to be perfect. They're not. They fall short. They fall short of the glory of God. But he says, look, you're still a child of God. Act like it. Be that child of God. Lay the stuff down. Lay it down and, and walk in Him. You see, uh, He goes on to say, let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for necessary edification that it may impart grace to the hearers. Again, the same thing. Where's your mindset? Is it on the, the corrupt or is it on the good? And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Proves again that he's talking to Christians. Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. Church, are you the new creation that God has created? You got unforgiveness on your heart that you need to lay down. You got things in your life that, that are making you angry. You got things in your life that, that are just hanging on and you can't let them go, but they are not of good. And don't make them good because you justify them as good. Unforgiveness, hatred, anger, all those things are not good. So if you're hanging on to them, let them go. Lay down the old self and step into the new creation that God has created you to be. And as a Christian, you say, well, I did that a long time ago. No, he's talking to Christians right here who are walking of the world. And he's saying, look, you, you've detoured off here. Come back. Come back into who you are as a child of God. And I think we all need that reminder once in a while to be that new creation. And as that new creation, we're not at it alone trying to, trying to do what is good. No, in that new creation that we are created to be, walking with Jesus, sealed by the Holy Spirit, and the power that raised Jesus from the grave is the same power that's in us to help us with our battles, with our struggles, with everything that is coming at us that's of this world. But church, are you walking as that 
person who God has created? Are we walking in the world as they look? See, listen, if you believe that Jesus is the Christ and you've given your life to Him, you're sealed by the Holy Spirit. You have salvation. But as I talked this morning about fellowship, and I've talked about it a lot here lately, I want you to know, though, that there is a difference between relationship and fellowship. Relationship is salvation. And when you come to Christ, you are sealed by the Holy Spirit, and it's unbreakable. But it's the fellowship that we're talking about. Are you walking in the fellowship with Christ? Are you walking in the new creation that He has created you to be? Laying down the old self. Laying down the flirting with the world. Laying down those things that, that we struggle with. The sin in our life. Walk in that newness that He's made. And that by no means is that saying that you need to walk perfect. I'm going to invite the praise team to come on up. By no means is that telling you that you need to walk perfect. But it's calling you to walk with your eyes on Christ. And when you fall short and you start sinking in the water just as Peter did, you remember, <laughs> oh yeah, Jesus and put your eyes back on Him. And you might hear, ye little faith, come on. But it's okay. Where's our eyes? And I think that's what Paul is trying to get Ephesus to understand. The church at Ephesus to understand. Look, you are a new creation. You are a child of God. And yes, you're in sin right now and you're following the ways of the world, but look, do that no more. Lay all that down. And walk in who I have created you to be. Church, are you, are you walking in that? If your answer is no right now, you don't need to raise your hand. You don't need to tell anybody because God knows your heart. But what I want to encourage you this morning is to turn your eyes upon Him and lay the old self down and walk in the new Walk in who He has created you to be. And as Craig always says, He has made you perfect for your purpose. And I want you to know that. Walk in who He has created you to be. And that can start right now. Right now. Let's go to Him in prayer. Father God, I thank You so much for this morning. I thank You that, that Jesus, You did come to the cross and died for us. You, you took it all on that cross all past, clear back to Adam, and clear to the future, the day you come, and you've nailed all that sin on the cross, and you say, if we come to you, if we believe in you, we have forgiveness, and we are saved, we have true life, that's life with you. God, if there's somebody in here this morning who, who feels like that they are running after the world, that they're flirting with the world, but yet they know You and they've come to You. Lord, I just pray that You give them the strength right now 
to turn their heart and their eyes upon You. That they renew their mind and the way their, their thoughts are. And they, they take their thoughts. We all, we all grab our thoughts and we get control of them. Through Your power. Through Your power only can we do that. And I pray right now that it's Your power that we grab a hold of to control our thoughts. And to put our thoughts on You. And to leave behind the things that are not good and to pick up the things that are good. Thank You. Thank You for the forgiveness You give us when we, when we walk of this world and turn back to You. You are so good and we thank You for that. God, if there's anybody here that's struggling with, with the things of this world, whatever it be, Lord, emotionally, physically, spiritually, they just turn to You wholeheartedly and lay it all down at Your feet right now. And if there's anybody that needs prayer, Lord, that we would love to lift them up in prayer right now and I just pray that they would come forward when we sing here, Lord. I just pray that You give them the courage to do that. We'd love to pray with them. Lord, thank you, thank you, thank you for your saving grace. And it's in your name that I pray. Amen. If you have not come to Christ, today is the day. If you have not put Him as the Lord of your life, today is the day. And if you're doing that, please come and talk to me. If you need any prayers, please come forward. Pray with me as we stand and sing.